They're guys. They do magic. magic. They are the magic guys. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 62 of the Magic Guys. Welcome. I'm Josh Lombido. That's Jason Ma. And Doug Conn has gotten exceptionally younger today and uh, has been turned into Christopher Wayne. What's up, Chris? Welcome. Bring it. Hey, guys. This is Chris. I can't believe I'm back so soon. I thought it was going to be one of those things where I'm like, hey, I'd love to come back sometime. And then we forget about each other, like high school reunions. But No, yeah. We were literally like, no, two episodes in, come back. Hey, we hey, got Josh, at- Josh, 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 let me cut you off there, bud. Your new mic what? is fantastic, but it's way too close to your face. And so it's like, it's peaking. How's that, bro? <laughs> how's that? If I turn it down, how's that? That's better. Yeah, okay, you cool. get like little crackles at the end of your uh, like this, high points. Thank you, man. This, this particular one is made for being close up, but okay. that is turned down now. So Sounds appreciate great. it. Sounds beautiful. Appreciate it. Hey, people are in the chat already. This is great. These are people who probably watched uh, Chris's episode as well. And you're back. Stream. What? Pretty strange. <laughs> so I got to tell you guys a story real quick. There's about yeah. to be a repairman coming into my apartment, right? I, uh, <laughs> I've got, uh, you've been here, Josh. I live in a loft and uh, the windows are quite high. They hit about 25 feet high. And uh, the other morning I was opening the blinds and one of them fell out of like the installation thing fell, hit my head. I got knocked out cold, like unconscious on the floor. And uh, anyway, there's a repairman coming around to reinstall the blind. And I just sent him a text saying, I'm doing a podcast. Just come in and act like I'm not here. Jesus. So if if you see a repairman masturbating in the background, that's why. Maybe we can do a little Q&A with him at the same time if, you know, if we need. That's awesome. Ask him if ask him what he thinks about the linking rings. <laughs> hey, you could show him a magic trick and get like a live reaction. You know what I love about linking rings? It, that trick is so boring. No magician has ever been able to perform it in the last fifty years without referring to it as a classic of magic. First, like go and find one performance where they don't record uh, refer to it as a classic. Jason, go. Me? <laughs> I was going to say, like you're upset with something I said. Me? I was like, you haven't watched I much it in of my uh, his shows a lot, actually. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> it's actually like a staple in my routines. I don't know what you're talking about, little man. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I didn't say it wasn't a staple. <laughs> and I don't use the, uh, yeah, I don't use the, um, it's a classic. I refer you, to you it were, as, I refer to I it think, as like one of the oldest tricks. I'm still Some- taking it. Nah, that's a loss. Well, look, end, big boy. Maybe we've got a guest. Maybe he can help settle the dilemma as well. It's kind of but, like saying um, you do card magic, but you don't do coin magic. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, and look, I'm not shitting on you. I hope you know that. I mean, you know what you get when you. Start Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a lovely guest today, and his name is Tom Elderfield. Unfell the carpet, Josh. Woo! On this way here. Ladies and gentlemen, right, Tom Elderfield. We're never going to get you in a <laughs> So here we have three handsome men and me. Oh, so Tom. Is, it, is, that, so is that the end of the show now? We run out yeah, that's of it. We can all go now. That's it. Yeah. Tom, how you doing, man? I'm very well, thank you. 
I'm very well. I'm currently in a basement uh, without anything falling on my head, so I'm all good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> dream. But, um, and you're, despite being a London ma- magician, you're not in London. Where, where are you abiding at the moment? I'm, I'm not. I'm currently in Mexico, which was not my plan at all. I was meant to be here for a week. It's been a year and a half. My parents still don't know where I am. It's, it's becoming a problem. Is current state of affairs in the world, or are you getting fortunate with work? I'm getting fortunate with work, in, some would say, and unfortunate, yeah. I would say. <laughs> yeah. Look, for those who, um, and most people know Tom, you know, but for those who don't, Tom is a magician in his own right, but he also spends a lot of his time consulting and creating for other magicians. Um, in fact, the time that we met was, uh, I think I have the, the picture here, it was 2016. Oh, my days. And Chris, is that showing? No. And uh, oh, it is. Why is it not showing me? That's funny. Oh, there we go. I know, we can see and, it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, and Chris is in this photo too. 2016, we're at Holy Moly, and Dynamo's stage tour is coming through town. And uh, yeah, we've got a little, uh, a young Tom Elderfield here, as well as Harry, who we got to meet, who's great. Gosh. And um, so that was a long time ago. And so, what have you been up to since then? Growing a beard. I didn't I forgot how it looks great, man. Like don't ever cut that off. You look beautiful, man. Yeah, oh, stop it, Jason, you little flirty. Okay. <laughs> so I grew this and uh and yeah, I've been doing a lot actually since then. Uh, I've worked on the uh, Sounds like it. <laughs> Sorry? Sounds like Sounds it. like it, yeah. yeah. Oh, like, yeah, like, yeah. It's like we hear from you outside of you, which means obviously you're doing something. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Like, like it's it's one thing for for you to tell us what's going on, but we hear about you from everyone. Yeah. So. <laughs> hey, while we're while we're um, having just shown you that picture, our friend Bob Possible has a question. Did you reach out to Dynamo, or did he reach out to you in the beginning for the the consulting? Great question, and I also have a hopefully good answer as well. <laughs> it was actually what I would do. I used to like come up with my own little ideas when I was like sixteen, seventeen, and put them on the Instagram and. Uh, what I did, I would go around Blackpool and the session uh, magic conventions with a shoebox full of like loads of little gimmicks that I'd made. And I happened to show Harry de Cruz uh, a trick. Well, funny enough, Harry in the video. And then it was in the Ruskin. For those of you who go to the Blackpool would know the Ruskin. I was there with my little box of tricks showing any magician. I was like, look at that, it vanishes. Isn't that cool? <laughs> Walking around. And Donovan oh, actually like called me out from the crowd. Like he was sat in the corner. And it was like, you're Tom. I was like, you're Dynamo. And he was like, You've got a cool trip with headphones. I was like, I consider it cool. He's like, come and show me. And then he like let me through the crowd. I was there, little 17-year-old Tom saying, excuse me, guys, excuse me. And I sat next to him and I just showed him my box of tricks, uh, which sounds very weird when I say it like that, actually. Uh, I showed him lots of gimmicky tricks. I was like, if the, this one vanishes, play with that. Look at that. And look, this one changes places. <laughs> this one restores. Uh, it's broken. But when I fix it, it's great. And I, I was just showing him <laughs> loads of like weird stuff. And I just bombarded him, basically. And I think... That's one of the smartest moves a little Tom has ever done because hopefully it sort of showed to him that's like, oh, this kid just keeps coming up with mostly awful, but some good ideas. And so I ended up from that, I ended up like going for dinner with like the team and going like out with the team. And then uh, when I finished school, uh, that's when I got the call. Uh, funny enough, when coming back from the Magic Circle, coincidentally, uh, saying, hey, uh, do you want to come work on the tour? And I was like, yeah, sounds great. He goes, fantastic. Tomorrow you're driving up to Nottingham. I was like, tomorrow, okay. I then had to call my mother and my mum was like, yep, get out of the house, go for it. I was like, I could be gone for six months. Wow. So, uh, and so then we, I just joined them 
on the UK tour with what was one of the most terrifying things I've ever done in my life, which was arrive at this Nottingham arena where it's like 10,000 seats. I had one rehearsal with the scene. Obviously, I'd helped work on the show beforehand, but I'd never actually been the the side hands making, like helping with all the... Yeah, yeah. Uh, Being responsible I, for it. <clears throat> and I messed up multiple parts, as in like, if this was a real show, uh, I'd just cock up a big trick. Uh, and then they were like, right, that's all you got, Tom. Just don't do that tonight. And I was like, brilliant. And <laughs> I cannot express to you how much a little 18-year-old Tom, who whose idol I'm now getting to work for, and I'm sweating, I am clammy, and I'm just making sure that, and it went smoothly, thank God. And then ended up doing 150 odd of that show around the UK, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa. You guys sold amazing in Australia as well. I mean, uh, funnily enough, it came up uh, this morning. You guys played two nights at the Brisbane Entertainment Centre. Like, uh, the biggest rock bands in the world don't sell out two nights there right now. Well, not right now, but in general. Australia also had it at its prime. Like, Dynamo had gone through the whole of the UK tour, and I remember everyone was questioning him whether he could perform on stage, all that jazz, if you understand mm. Yeah. He's the TV magician. And he just got more and more confident. Like, there were, like, some miracles I saw on that stage. When you see the same show 150 times in front of 10,000 people, like, miracles actually end up happening. Like, real, real magic. And Dynamo just seemed to grow from that. And he just became a more and more confident performer. And now he loves performing live. I know that for sure. Uh, but, yeah, it's the Australia was... <clears throat> probably one of the best times of my life it was incredible it was just incredible that's crazy and to go straight from school like what a dream yeah going straight from school where the kids used to call me fagamo and then i ended up working for dynamo so (laughs) it kind of it's sort of Tom, can we get some free tickets (laughs) i could but i won't so there we go so it's fagamo don't you remember in my (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I was the one that like helped you get to the job at Dynamo. I told you who he was with my little star. That's a pretty flex, isn't it, out of high school? <laughs> I showed you that one episode on TV. If it wasn't for me, you wouldn't like. Come on, bro, just a couple tickets. I think I yeah, I tagged you in that one post. I changed the trajectory of your life by introducing you to the TV show. <laughs> in our in our industry, you're. You're known mostly for your brain and for creating, even though you do perform. That's, you know, we know you as the guy that's made stuff for Illusionist, obviously Dynamo um, with Julius Dean and yourself. Uh, what, can you tell us about, uh, I have two questions in one, the creative process with Dynamo, uh, as in did you go to him with ideas or did he say, hey, I want to do this? And then your creative process in general, where your ideas stem from in your day-to-day life. Great question. Well, with, with Dynamo... <laughs> It was very much a case of like... Great question. Great question. Great question. I'm, I'm loving this. I'm getting the jive, you know? <laughs> Let's cut that bit out. We can't. We're live. Okay, brilliant. Uh, but basically, we'd very much come to an office and then the, the manager would come in and be like, hey, guys, Samsung want to do a project. What can you guys do if we give you 50 Samsung phones? And me and Dynamo would go into the office being like, right, off we go, cutting stuff up, trying anything. Like, I think that actually leads me on to what is my creative process and helps significantly is um, isolation of like a single thing. Like people, if you've got someone and say, create a trick, if someone can create a trick on the spot, it's uh, it's because they're doing something in their heads is that they're doing isolation. I'm, I, I guarantee it. I, I can't imagine someone who just plucks out a trick. Like I would in my head then go, okay, let me isolate myself. Let's create a trick in a 
pizza store okay what's in the pizza store pizza boxes i'm gonna create a trick with a pizza box right now and it's so much easier because of course you've yeah, isolated nice. yourself to that one point and in fact that's how i got into creativity is the fact when i was like from about 15 to 18 i didn't have much money obviously uh and so and my parents didn't let me like, buy tricks so what i would do is go to like starbucks and just steal loads of stir sticks coffee cups i'll go up to them and be like hi can i have 10 coffee cups please and they'll be like why and i'm like doing an art project but actually that's just so that i could cut them up and find <laughs> tricks you know and like, i was taking anything free i could get like a bulk load or cheap that's why i bought loads of chewing gum and then i did a whole project on chewing gum is because i literally bought a hundred packs of gum and I, the reason i did chewing gum as well is i thought to myself i'm awful at the history of magic and i'll openly admit that i'm trying to learn and i'm trying to improve and uh so I thought to myself, well, there can't be much history on chewing gum magic because chewing gum is like a new thing. So I was like, that's why I did stuff with chewing gums. And then I did stuff with headphones because I thought to myself, it'll make my history research so much easier. Because I learned very early on, I made a trick with a key. I put it like on the wire on Theory 11. And I had a couple of old boy magicians bombarding me and making me feel awful. But like, I should have done actually back in the 1800s or the... And I was like, oh no, I'm so sorry. And like, I don't like conflicts, but... Uh, I was very much just like, I'm really sorry, delete, 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 delete. I just thought it was a new idea. I just wanted to have a bit of fun. I'm How like, did you manage to do a, a card effect then? You brought out a card trick. A, card, a, a card, card product, yeah. Yeah, mate, honestly, do you know what, the only way that I got out a card trick is because me and Shin started jamming. This is like a lot later down the line. And um, obviously he's card magic galore. I helped him. Sorry, Shin who? Which one? Shin Lin. Oh, funny. Oh, that one. Okay, cool. Good, good, good gag, Christopher. <laughs> These are the jokes. We'd uh, we'd literally and he had jam that written, written down at the start of the show. <laughs> we'd literally just jam card gimmicks, and then we like this is back like when I was like still at school as well. Like I would literally be staying up late at night, and it, like, I was with Shin when I was like, "Bro, you need to get on this Instagram thing because I've got Instagram. And it's where I'm uploading my magic tricks." And so he's like, "Sure, okay, so I'll follow you, Tom." So I was the first person he followed, and I was his first follower on Instagram because I was wow. like this, wow, doing it. And then, uh, and I, I, in fact, I was with him as he then filmed himself doing his first Instagram, like little, uh, I think he did a, uh, what did he do? Like a live video? Or? Just, just a little bit of awesomeness that you know he does because he's disgustingly talented and it's really frustrating. Uh, but then, um, yeah, that's what led to doing like the card gimmicky stuff and ultimately led to stuff. And the only time I released it is when I went through a big company such as Murphy's or Illusionist where I was like, can you guys do the research? Because I'm really bad at history. Apologies. And then... I, in fact, there's a guy called Patrick Wolford and Murphy's, and I remember he would do this. If you ever go to him with a trick, he would just go, uh, no, that's new. That's good. And it's like, he's, just like, he's, like, he's got like the whole catalogue of like Murphy's in his head because he just goes through it all. It's incredible. And he goes, it's a bit like this trick. So maybe you should, uh, like talk, reach out to them. I was like, it's incredible. But yeah. Wow. So the way I, sorry, back to the question. The way I create is I isolate one thing. I then get a load of that one thing and I just go cutting and just think whatever I can do with that one object. Wow. So Beautiful, if you man. were if you were on Beautiful. stage for, and you were for elaborating on all that for us. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. So if you were if you were naked on stage, <laughs> what effect would you do? No. <clears throat> Strike yeah. you come to the naked magicians. <laughs> That's a great idea. Someone should do that as like a show and go touring with that. It would never take off. It would never take off. <laughs> <laughs> No, because you can't use any any pools or any you know any toppets. I've had plenty of pools in that show. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just I just realized then that there's That's like a hundred years from now, 
that the Naked Magicians is going to have a page in the, those the history books that you're talking about today. And I finally, <laughs> I just realized I've ruined the legacy of magic. Just in this, no, no, you've made it better. Right? If anything, why are the magicians going naked? Magicians were boring as shit before you. <laughs> just for ten years, this weird chapter of the book. Yeah, that's great, that's dude. That's so cool. Uh, I I brought up in my episode how much just selling merchandise for the illusionists helped me as a performer and a creative because I was watching them on stage every day, but also just being in the same space as them and and their energy and their creativity and having like coffees and stuff. How did being working with not just Dynamo, but the other amazing magicians he had working for him, how did uh, how did that affect you at such a young age? Sorry, I, I kind of like got lost in the question because I just remember saying crazy. The fact that you were saying you were selling merch for illusionists just before I went off on tour with Dynamo to Nottingham, okay, because his... I, I didn't do his first London uh, uh, stint, which was about 15 shows. Uh, I just wasn't part of it then. I'd like worked on the show, but I wasn't actually helping on the show. But then D called me up. He's got, I've got this brand new magic kit. Do you want to like, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get you as a, like a really simple like job, but just for this London stint, because of course we can't tour with you at the moment, but do you want to try and sell the kit? And I literally, that's what I, I did. I, I walked around, but not like behind Amazing. Him. I was walking around with like my shoelaces undone, just waiting for that person to say your laces are undone, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. And every time you do that, every time, they'll be like, 10 people like, oh my God. I'm like, in the time my magic hit this way, guys, say Tom sent you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Winner every time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> humble beginnings. That's how it, that's how, that's how you start. So it literally you know, it's funny. It's funny yeah. all these humble beginnings. I think that's where the best magicians stem from. You know, Piff the Magic Dragon. Of course, yeah. Let's he was he was walking around uh, handing out flyers at, at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival by himself back um, in the day. His humble beginnings, walking around, just handing them out just by himself. It's an trying to get people a show. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah, and now he's killing it, right? <laughs> I remember seeing him at the Magic Circle as well, and where it was a small audience, and I was like front row, and it is just it's just entertaining just watching him, just I, his character and everything. It's, I'm jealous that he gets to not give a fuck on stage. <laughs> Brilliant. Like, genius, mm. isn't it? This whole character, so yeah, perfectly engineered, right? Can you imagine that? Do you know, like, before you go on stage, you go, we go, <sighs> he's behind stage. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he goes the other way. <laughs> you know what? I, had, I had dinner with him one night, and it turns out he's not like this backstage. He's like this backstage and this on stage. He, it's, yeah, he's it's just a so chill. It's just a constant. Yeah. Wow. That makes life a lot easier, I guess. <laughs> We're yeah, doing it wrong. Giving a fuck must just feel so good up there. And, like, the less he demonstrates care for us, the better he is that night. Like, oh, my word. Wow. I just want to quickly make note that one of our viewers doesn't have anything in his bum right now. Uh, uh, nothing in my bum. That, that, I think he's referring to... Yeah, he's referring the to magician. the Naked Magicians thing. But Magic yeah. it's just and, a little a little late to the party, but it's funny. <laughs> and uh, our friend who's been on the episode on the podcast before, Pig Cake, made a good point. Start doing magic with condoms. I guarantee no magician has ever done any work with those. Brilliant. That's, That's not true. Nice. Tricks and the French fellows release it. Yeah, with... Yeah. The card turns into a one. condom and... Yeah. That's, you know, obviously that's not where he's going with that joke. But um, this know. is a little bit lame. Good work, I boys. actually got condoms printed with my face on, saying "You've been mine and then I was handing that around in the club and everything. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, absolutely amazing. That's I'm actually amazing. a good guy. Uh, <laughs> that's good. Well, that's I'll great. be uh, I'll an idea as soon as this episode's over. Just FYI. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do it. 
So, so now, so, okay. So you work with, with, with D amazing, best time of your life. How do you go from there to being in Mexico and, and telling us what you're, what you're doing there? Well, so I've, I've finished working with uh, Dynamo to then end up actually, because I got offered a head magic consultant role on a Channel 5 show. So I went to do that. And that, that was the first time I've ever been like burnt out in a job. Like it absolutely destroyed me. I was working 24-7 for like six weeks straight to get it out all in time. And uh, I learned a lot in that process. That was like the first time I've had to like take on and lead a whole role. And it went really well, actually. It was, and it was good fun. They were all very happy. And then from that, I went on to a load of other shenanigans here there and everywhere i started working for a production company with anthony owens uh but before he sadly passed away who i learned so much from i felt like i was having a cheat code because like all these guys have had all these years working on darren brown show and everything and i was like just jumping in here and i was just getting all the knowledge from these producers it was actually mad like i was doing two days a week with these three top dog producers around me and they were just looking at me going like just give us some magic ideas i was like this is crazy you guys are like pitching these shows every day and i'm just getting to come in here and they're like hey we got london dungeons calling us up could you make their attraction more scary and i'm like of course wow and then like they'll be like the, one of my favorite ones uh, was there's a cruise ship that wants magic to happen on the outside of the cruise in the open and i was like cool 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 and me and uh, anthony actually came up with this i think it's brilliant we basically took like the los Andes, uh, levitation like idea and put it into a massive octopus puppet so what happens is one of the people holding it is like a performer and then other like uh, guests on the cruise ship could just hold a tentacle and then this octopus just starts flying all around the ship. And the octopus great. Flying octopus. Wow. Really cool. Wow. Uh, but that was like, I did that for a long time. It was, it was very, it's a very relaxed life. I'm not going to lie. Two days a week. Uh, cannot complain. And then, um, and then illusionists came along and they were like, yeah, come work for us full time. And uh, again, it was just, I'm not going to lie. I know they have an I or an E. Uh, with an E, an um, E. I know, I know. It's it funny. Like some people, like you either love them, or love them. and uh, if you hate them, I'd love to hear why. And I'll. I don't. I'll, I don't hate the, them. The, I don't the, hate the, them. I just, uh, I just think that they've definitely changed in recent years. That's all. I would love to hear <laughs> more is, about that, and I bet you I can give you is, some explanations. I'm going to talk to you the behind-the-scenes stuff that no one gets to talk about. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, basically, they, I, I worked for them, and it was like they were the nicest. It was. It was really fun. Like, I got to do like the trailers with them. I got to learn the tricks beforehand. Before a trick came out, I got to help make the trick better, improve the gimmicks however we can, try and add some routines in there if we had any ideas, even propose some of our own tricks. I even wrote a book for them called Creating Magic, which actually talks about literally is an activity book, which as you fill it out, you end up creating tricks. It's like Brilliant. in the book, I teach like wow. over 50 tricks, which one of, the, like, one of them is like one of the highlights of the TV show that I first worked on. And uh, I literally teach it. And they, they just, they were like, yeah, just write the book today, bro. Like, I was like, what do you want me to do today? They're like, write a book. I was like, brilliant. Good fun. And it was good fun. They really helped me out. And, um, and then it was during that that I think. How old are you now? Sorry, if you don't mind me interrupting. I'm twen- 24. Had to double check. Bro, that is, that is fucking what? insane. Oh, yeah. You've done all oh of this stuff God. and you're only 24. That's, I know. That's insane. I look so, like so when oh. we met, when we met in 2016, you were like 18. That is ridiculous. Yeah, I, I, think, I think I was just, I, in fact, no, I just turned 19. That's what wow. I would uh, Wow. Yeah. Did you fly to Australia business or um, economy? Premium economy. Sure. We're going for the middle ground there. It's At the 19, <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's pretty dope still. But then again, <laughs> I, I, I thought I could beat that because I got to fly on Dino, like, with Dynamo on a private jet a couple of times over to Ireland and stuff. So. <sighs> oh, man. <laughs> I'll be honest, wow. like, that went on my Did Instagram you guys go to Rushiki ever? 
Uh, where? Musha Key. No, don't think so. That's Copperfields Island. No, no, I haven't. Yeah. But I, I need to talk to Paul Keith more and get him to like get me in there. Go on, help me out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, oh, you guys need to talk to Paul Keith on this show. Oh, he's goodness. a legend. He's honestly, he'll blow your mind with his stories. I actually love him so much. He actually came here to Mexico, like just for my birthday, fun enough, because he had to go and do some work somewhere, and we just got to hang out loads. And he's just a lovely, lovely man, and just a really smart, smart. Man. Ladies and gentlemen, Create oh. Magic by Tom oh. Elderfield. $24.95. Bargain. Stop yeah. that. Hey. It's practically theft. Oh, so you can pick the mind of that man. $24.95 Australian, I'd imagine. No, that's US. Why oh, does it convert at the checkout? Yeah, sadly, this site doesn't offer <laughs> offer like a Oz dollar, I think. Maybe you can change it, but I, I'm too lazy to figure it out. So. We were talking about how you ended up in Mexico. So creating products, you got to do these TV shows. Then you got to do the, the levitating octopus, which I'm surprised I didn't see at FISM, to be honest. Um, what happened after that? I'm surprised well, I didn't see that at Magic Live. Man, that live show was true. something else. That's all <laughs> I was missing, a, a flying octopus. A flying octopus. Yeah, it's not really, totally. It's not flying, it's sort of, yeah, flying. Well, flying octopus. Um, so then after I did a, I did a TV show. I did the first time I was in front of the camera. I was uh, I was did a it's for a kids show called uh, on Sky Kids, which is like a big channel in the UK. It's called Ultimate Magic Skills with my friend John Moeni, who's a big TikTok star. Also wow. one of the loveliest people ever. If you ever get to meet him, absolute angel. And uh, so I did that. And then as soon as I finished that, I got back to my house. I called Julius up because Julius, by the way, had been contacting me for months, wanting me to go out. <laughs> I was doing just all these other projects. <laughs> So I called him up saying, hey, bro, uh, I'm available for the next week if you want me. And he went, brilliant. There's a car picking up in four hours. I went, okay, it's 10 o'clock at night. Brilliant. So then I had to tell my mates. I was like, guys, you watch TV in my house. I'm going to go to bed. Wake me up in two hours. Much love. So I went to bed for two hours, woke up, packed the bag, off to Mexico. My poor parents went to bed with me in England, woke up to a text from me saying I'm in Mexico now. I said, don't worry, I'll be back in a week. It's been a year and a half. I, I wasn't. Wow. I wasn't, I wasn't back in a week. I, I saw them briefly. <laughs> I know, horrible son, right? Horrible. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then um, and then, and then the madness over here started. My God, the madness over here started. So, so is that true so, that you've been known for rating the magic trick? Rating Talking, the magic? Yeah, that's right, buddy. I see you. Let's <laughs> go. So that was yeah. like the middle of that's, the TV show. That's Joel M, baby. Rate the magic trick. He fools you like three times in a I row, know. according to that video. It's funny. Even funnier is in the TV show, I play like the idiot mate. And so he's doing these really basic tricks with me, and I'm going, What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like the so magicians would watch it like Tom, I swear you like create this stuff. And I'm there going, How is he doing this? Oh, it's a magic. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. And it's like oh, basically, it's really basic tricks that talk for like young kids and, uh, yeah, so that, I, like, I like I like Joel's work, man. I think he comes up with good quality content, in my opinion. He's gonna he does do very great good quality content. Great personality. That's what it is. He's got real strong personality, and he's genuinely a lovely guy. And do you know what? I think it comes across on camera. Like you could just tell mm. he's a lovely yeah. guy, and I think he's gonna be really big. I mean, he already is. I, I do too. I, I think yeah. he's got five hundred ninety thousand people on Instagram, which is insane. That's a massive number. And fourteen, and then sixteen million. Sixteen million on TikTok. Sixteen million on TikTok. Last yeah. one, fourteen. It just shows how quickly he's. He's growing. also got, uh, from my wow. understanding, like I think it's like two or three million on YouTube as well. He's a, yeah, he's an absolute legend. And do you know what? Do you know yeah. when you see a nice guy and you go, "I'm really happy you're doing well." He's one of them. 
Like yes, he, I agree. I completely agree. Awesome. Every time I've spoken with him, he's been nothing but a sweetheart. So. Really, and he is. He really is. Same with Dynamo. Oh, good, 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 good souls. Love yeah. Love and then, you know, I, and then, I and then, Julius. Quick theme. Dynamo story there, actually, <laughs> that I just remembered. Uh, uh, so d- there's a charity over here called Juice TV, which is a, just a like a TV show of the children's hospital. Oh wait, sorry, wrong show. And uh, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> They, it's literally filmed at the hospital and we, you know, you do stuff with like terminally ill kids. And when we were showing you guys around Brisbane the night we went out, I'm like, hey, D, I got to throw this at you, man. I do this charity. And I gave him, I just explained it just like that. And he looked over to your manager. Was it Dan, the manager? Dan, Dan. yep, Dan. Albert. And Don, he just goes, hey, do we have time tomorrow to go to the hospital? And there's like, uh, yeah, yep, cool. And then Dynamo's let's do it. And he, to his credit, you guys turned up and went through the wards. Dynamo was doing magic with, all the kids like in, in their individual rooms with their parents, you know? That's beautiful, man. That's wow. amazing. He's, he's got a lot of time for a lot of people. I, I tell you what, I've walked around the streets with him a lot. He gets noticed and recognized a lot in England. And I tell you what, if they ask to see a trick, nine times out of ten, unless he's in an absolute rush, he will show them a trick. Of That's beautiful. Imagine that. Imagine Good that he's not out of touch with Dynamo shows you street right. magic. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. It's good that he's still Even, humble, you know, despite all the success, he's still got that humble element really of just is. loving magic, right? Yeah. Love yeah. It. Absolutely. Mm. Okay, so now on to, yeah, no. Okay, so now on to Julius Dean. Now, the reason, like, so Chris and uh, Tom and I, we all, so we, Chris and I, I got to meet Tom at the same time through Chris and we all got to hang out. And uh, so that's one reason why it's fitting that that uh, he's on this episode. But also, it was like, was that like, Two years ago, Chris, we started this kind of, um, not a deep dive, but we were like, oh, what is this particular type of content that's popping up on Facebook where these videos, you're watching it for such a long time to see something happen at the end. Oh. Um, and Chris has a bit of, a bit of you know, um, knowledge on this. Um, he almost ended up doing it himself. Uh, Chris, do you want to lead us into, into okay. this? Well, maybe Tom should introduce that, this new style of magic first. Okay, you, I point. mean, they're, literally, point. they've been seen by... His videos had the true. number one watched videos on Facebook. That's so true. It's really funny. Uh, yeah, so I know they're not very liked by a lot of people, but I'm very well aware of it. And we're going to talk about that. So I think we should be like really open. If you guys have any questions where you want to be like, if you hate them, feel free to say, say it. Uh, I hope don't hate me as a person. I promise you I'm a nice person. But if you hate the style of videos, feel free to say it. And I'll justify what I'm thinking and why we do what we do. And how, I I'll delve into sort of how we do things. <laughs> Are you talking about Julius Dean's videos, that style of yes. videos? Yes, yes. The social you know, media. You know, I've actually, on this, uh, on this very podcast, I've been the one that's advocated for them quite really? often. Yes, this mostly is, because... We have, a, we have an advocate for them. Well, let, let, me, let, me tell you, let me tell you what my thought process is first. I think that these videos are largely shunned only by magicians because they, for some reason, think that a fake reaction <clears> is <throat> not a good thing. But for me, it's not about the people in the video. It's about the people watching the video, right? And so you're just trying to project this like positive vibe and good energy through the screen to the person watching the... However you do that is up to you, obviously. It doesn't matter if you have... You know, it's like Chabrizi's videos. Like, you know, it's, it's neither here nor there. As in like, obviously, the, yeah, obviously it's... it's but, I'm, but I'm saying like previously when Chabrizi used to do... Uh, the magic tricks with the false reactions sort of things. Yeah. And yeah, and it's just like, it's not, it's not even about the people watching the trick in the video. It's about the people watching the video. So sure. as long as people and can get past that, it's, it's a totally different experience. So, 
in fact, I think to like start the story <laughs> off before me getting to Mexico, I think we need to go way back to when I like first met Julius and first worked with Julius and first knew about Julius. And that was when I was working with Dynamo. I first met Julius, and of course, I've seen his videos. And I was I wasn't like a hater, but I was of the same opinion as most magicians. I'm like, well, they clearly see all the freaking tricks done at this angle. It's it's, it's stupid. It's a stupid mm-hmm. reaction. And so when I met him, uh, he's there like, oh, I'd love you to work with me. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> and then fast forwards to then I'm a freelancer. And uh, he basically called me up and he's like, look, I'm doing live TV. I don't know how to do TV. I need your help. Because it's like a big glorious sports awards. It's like huge with like Novak Djokovic there and Tony Hawk and lots of famous people, uh, lots of sports people. And I was like, um, <clears throat> and you know what? A few of my magic mates said, don't do it. He's like, his style of magic's wrong. And I was like, do you know what? I'm going to go because because <laughs> it's easy money and it sounds like good fun. Uh, and so I did it and I, I went along and I got to know him and he's a very interesting character. I'm not going to lie to you guys. He's a very interesting character. Uh, I, I, I actually understand him. I feel like I, I get his weird brain and get how he is. Uh, but he's hard to work with. I'm not going to like beat around the books. I'm not going to lie to you. He is hard to work with, especially when it comes to a magic sense because he loves magic. He does. He loves magic. He may not necessarily be great at it though. But he still yeah. loves magic, and it's so that there was there was sort of this challenge, which I kind of enjoyed because obviously these gimmicks make you look like you're really good at magic. And I was having to make these tricks that sort of fit him specifically. It was like quite tricky, but it was also good fun. And so I did that, launched Sports Wars, and went to Morocco, and I just had fun. I'm not gonna lie, I made really good friends with a guy called Lee, and um, yeah, I ended up doing like a few like freelance gigs with him over for like the FDA like anti vaping campaign. And then with like Burger King, KFC, sorry, then McDonald's, then, uh, then who? Oh, the, the uh, NFL. We we went to like uh, see this. I don't understand American football. That stuff. And uh, we did loads of like these like, <laughs> advertising campaigns with them. And um, yeah, and so he's. So, so I should point out though, but since I've worked for him, which is funny enough, around. Probably like three years ago, three and a half years ago, maybe before. Um, he actually hasn't done the style of video where people are behind you and fake. We the only time we've done fake magic is when it's specifically like with friends. And by that, I'll explain. Uh, basically, whenever we go on the streets now and does does tricks, he doesn't really do that so much anymore for multiple reasons. COVID hit, so he couldn't really go out on the streets and do magic. And uh, we started doing this new style of video, which I wouldn't say are magic videos. It uses magic techniques in the videos, but loose terms called magic videos because they have like fake pranks and like cctv recreations which we'll talk about as well in a bit there's so much to tell you guys uh, about that but um what he would uh, what we would do is like he wants to do bigger scale magic he's like he's bored of doing all these like small things and he wants to walk on water he wanted to do a levitation he wanted to do all this stuff and the thing is he will destroy that um, so we did, we've done it. We've done loads of this stuff. We've got, we, we, it took, it, it took time and it did, it got hundreds of millions of views, hundreds of millions of views though. And it did well because I don't wish to brag, but I've been very, I've been like, people don't know this, but I'm very like keeping him in, in place with magic. I'm making sure he doesn't reveal any tricks online. Like a lot of like Justin Flom, Jabrizi, they're revealing the trick and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. you that. And I've, trust me. Cause of course he's social hungry and he's seen those videos, got hundred million views. And he goes, wait, why don't we buy one of these bases where we can put like, so I'm like, nope. Crossing the line, you've been very good for the last few, like three years, and I'm not changing that, and I won't work for you if you don't otherwise. And so, although like everyone's got this perception of Judas in the same category as them, I promise you he's changed. I know that sounds mental, uh, but like, if you actually look back when he last did a revealing video, it's it's time ago, way before I worked with him. And so we got these big stuff in. We got like the walking water in and everything, and 
he was practicing it. He was nervous as hell about it because he didn't understand any of this big big boy stuff. And I tried to make it as easy as possible for him. And to do it, like it's mid pandemic times, we then just get all of our friends involved. And then I try to perceive in the video how it's very clearly we're all friends, but we're just trying to give a really cool magical moment for the viewer at home. And by that, I mean, with the walking on water, we set up a tight line across the pool and we acted like it was a party. And he's like, I'll give a thousand dollars to anyone that could get across this tight line to the other end. So his, uh, we have Goop, who's a big guy going up and he ripping falls in. And then someone else tries, they falls in. I also thought this made it more deceptive from the fact that you saw people falling in the water. So they, they got three people that fell in. He goes, look, look, this is how you do it. You don't even need the tight walk, walk uh, line. And then he continues to walk across the water all the way to the other end. And it's a great vid. It got like 100 million views. And I think people loved the magic and like seeing the actual magic. And it was good magic. But like, it looked great. It really did. I'm very proud of it. Uh, but it's very clear that the people are maybe in on it. Like, yeah, of course. For those of you who worked on Walking Waters, there's certain things you have to do to make sure it works very well. Okay. And so I don't think we're trying to like openly bull people into thinking, ah, these are fake, real, fake, fake, real. No, we're telling you they're our mates. And we've done that with like all of our sort of magic videos. Uh, we did another one, we did like a version of the Impaler where it's like a dinner party, but we're all clearly friends and all mates. And the magic, I think, actually does come across quite well, funny enough. <laughs> funny enough, don't know why it's funny, but um, plus we're all the <laughs> Hilarious. same. Thank you. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's uh, so his style of magic has changed. He doesn't do much magic at all at the moment, but he does want to get back into it and he does want to not be what he's been before. Trust me, I know that because we're literally in talks about it and everything. So, uh, yeah. No, it's good. I think what you're, it sounds like what you're doing is like you're actually adding like a presentation into these effects. Like I've never seen the walking on water with As like a, a presentation water, to right? it. Yeah. yeah, rather than a spectacle. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's the cool. thing is, is, it kind of had to have that presentation because to get a video to go so social, like so viral, like we do, is that we actually have a formula with a tick list that's written down that you have to tick every box. So there's a reason these videos get 100 million views because I know what you guys think. You can watch these videos. There's a fly who won't stop attacking me. You can watch these videos, and a lot of people go, "Ah, oh, this is bull. I can do this," and you can't. I'm really <laughs> sorry, you can't. You could try it because it looks like the most simple, goofy thing where you take a bit of ketchup and you're pouring it in a bucket and you're waiting for a girl to sit on it. We'll do it and try and make it go viral because you won't. And there's a reason for that. And it's because you've got all your framing wrong. You're not hitting the right flicks. It's not working on silent. You're the, 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 there's like jolts in the performance. Like there's a lot that actually goes into it. We've got a big tick list that makes it work. Yes. And the same reason with the socials. We had to add that start beginning at the start is because we need to have a flick at the start and the flick at the start was someone's falling in and showing we're going to have Judas walking water as a flick at the start and then you straight away see someone fall in to show that it's clear water and it just sort of like you're just ticking boxes to make wow. sure people stay in because they they need to see the next step but they know what's coming up they know someone's going to walk on water yet they're seeing people fall in so they're hooked and they're in so like we add these presentations but they're they're they're, they're like they're, they're tactical they're not they're not like just plucked out of thin air. Like yeah, of course. Of our videos are like pretty tactical. That they are what I like to call the shittest, smartest videos on the internet. Because as people blase <laughs> past them, thinking they're just awful, but that's why they're so smart. Is because you can't recreate it. Like we only do we do two videos a day, and we did that seven days a week for five months straight with only two days off a month, and it killed wow. me. It absolutely killed wow. me. It only then went to a six day month, uh, uh, six day week, and even that is still it's knackering. It's absolutely knackering. But you have to stay on top. And you have to keep pumping it out and you have to make sure you stick to the formula because otherwise, as point is proven, if you actually look at this page, you'll see a video with 100,000 views. I'd tell you what, it's because a couple of the boxes weren't ticked. And for us, we can watch it back and go, 
mess that one up. It's very clear. But you're having to pump it out. You have to keep going. And you have to make sure you stay on top. And it's absolutely killer. I'm going to need this checklist. That's like in our NDA. Like we, like we keep it so we, And by the way, this checklist adds, it changes, things adapt in it. Because, of course, we have to add new styles, new form, like ways of doing videos. Because... There's only a certain amount of times that you can deceive people with one way of video till they go like you guys go. You go, well, this is one of those types of Facebook videos. Scroll on by. So then how do we then keep someone in in a different way? And we, we've explored a lot, a lot of different things. And, of course, way beyond magic. Like we've only done like but, the, the, but the, here's the thing as well that we need to be appreciative of as as rubbish as some of the videos may be. Some are genuinely really good, and uh, it's because of those videos we can afford these really awesome illusions. If it wasn't for these awful videos, we would also have these great magic videos. And there's one thing I like to think is that there isn't actually any bad magic videos. There's no, I don't think we're putting any bad magic. That's why it's really funny. Magicians are getting annoyed at these magicians using magic techniques to get viral videos. But shouldn't they be like, yeah, that's genius. They're deceiving people. That's, that's literally our one job. But they're not. Well, actually, I can't speak for all the other Facebook creators, but we're not revealing tricks. In fact, we're only doing big scale illusions and like like new creative ideas, I think. In fact, we're going to be filming a, an illusion tomorrow, funny enough, uh, which is like a, a new illusion that doesn't exist. It's like a weight illusion. It's really cool. I'm really proud of it. And uh, We're getting big prop builders in LA to build it and ship it over. It's a mission. It's an absolute mission, especially if you ever tried to ship something from the UK to Mexico or America, uh, California. For a three-minute clip. For a three-minute clip. It's a yeah. joke. It's a massive it. mission. But we also did like a... You know the classic broom illusion? I got one of them made into a pair of crutches. So he's there like on crutches and then he balances on crutches. <laughs> wow. It's a really wow. cool trick. And like it's one that you would see in a TV show. Like it it, it really is, but like it gets brass, it gets it gets thrown away because it's on social media. People don't really think about it. <clears throat> We are proud of the internet. Really, is like yeah. uh, taking over in terms of like you know who watches TV anymore? I can't remember the last time I watched TV. If I'm honest. Yeah, it yeah. Sense. Like, who are these market people paying TV? However much to advertise on there when yeah. you get like what five hundred thousand views, a million views when mm. you can put up on our channel? Maybe l- get, probably less, infinitely less. We, I would say exactly, and we get a guaranteed million. Uh, if yeah. not, our most our most viewed video is nine hundred and twenty-two million views. Like, yeah. Now, the, and the yeah, thing, these days my average is around a hundred thousand views. Yeah, per video. it's just where the future is. <laughs> Jace, you just need a Tom on your team. That's all. That's all you need. <laughs> I need a team to get. Started. And, and so, <laughs> the, the other thing I think that's interesting for the viewers to know is that. You know, when people make these viral videos, it's usually so that off the back of that, they can then make an income from touring or selling merch and stuff like that. But Facebook has, and obviously, you know, we don't have to go into numbers and stuff, but these videos seem to be like the end point. Like Facebook has a system where these viral videos actually do quite well, like to make a living from. Very, very much so. I mean... I'm currently sitting in the basement of a massive mansion house. We've got a second house next door. We've got the chef that comes in every morning and a PT that comes in three times a week. Yeah, so, these videos do something. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, not going to obviously say numbers, but <laughs> look at my face. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, you know, people are, I think people forget about Facebook in terms of content creating. They're like, oh, TikTok's the next thing. This is the next thing. But well, they um, recently just uh, started adding in the <clears throat> Facebook reels, right? So I imagine yeah. the mm. discoverability is about to go through the roof. Yeah. And we're going to see a lot of new Facebook content creators soon. For sure. It's traveling across. They're just trying to get the TikTok market. It makes sense. All these social media platforms want one thing, and that's your attention. Uh, they want to yeah. sell you. They want to sell you as many adverts as possible. And like, the best way they could do that is pay those creators to get anything that keeps people watching. And that's what our content does. Like You can't stop watching it. 
uh, like my mates were like, why, why are you there so long? I mean, why do you think I'll be here making these awful videos that just keep retention and it's killing me? There's only one reason I'm here, <laughs> you know, and it's like, and it's like keeping it going. And like, it's like a, it's almost like a drug because you just want to, just want to keep getting that next viral. And like, when you get it, I could watch a video and I could be like a million views. I could go 50 mil, two mil. Like I know, exactly, wow. and I'm like, I'm very, very accurate on it. Like it's, it's pretty crazy because we just, we just get it. And you can see, you can just tell just when a video is going to do well. Like, it's so obvious. And all this yeah, while it's, you're it's still 24. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's interesting to have that kind of outlook on videos as well. You know, because that's uh, it's similar to, you, you sound like Mr. Beast almost. Because <laughs> he talks about videos the same way, where he's just like, yeah, if I do these things, it will get 50 million views, right? I mean, if you watch the start of any Mr. Beast video, he goes, I'm giving away a million dollars. You're going, bloody hell, I'm in. You're in. You're in. You're watching that. But here's the thing. That guy got me good. That guy got me good. I say you've got a counter. For anyone that wants to be an influencer out there, I've actually got some great advice on how to get viral videos and become really famous. You ready? No one cares about you. Okay, and everyone thinks they like give a fuck about. It. We don't care. He goes today. I'm gonna go do a bungee jump. Well, good for you. I don't care. Next, but I tell you what. If you need to give that consume, like the, your consumer, the viewers at home, just want to consume entertainment. So don't freaking tell them because talking is wasted time. Show me. Don't doing it. Just yeah. show a video of you jumping off a bungee jump and going ah, the cord snapping. I'm watching. But if you're talking dead out, and all these influencers that think they are influencing are not influencing anything like we are the ones influencing it here and funny enough no one knows who i am i've been seen over 30 billion times like it's wow, outrageous yeah, so like, no one knows who i am and there's nothing tactical about that it's because i know not, who you are buddy we're not making it about <laughs> we're not making it about us though we're making it about the viewer and being yeah like, that viewer will consume that's the content we'll make and whether that's shit whether that's good quality it just needs to be filmed right edited right and make sure whoever's on that other end will consume it and when it hits that ad point they're watching through that ad and they're going to continue to watch and that's what we do as like bluntly as it sounds that's yeah amazing yeah so chris how did you almost end up doing that uh yeah the Rick Lax, one of Rick's, Rick Lax's people contacted me. One of the magicians that was going viral reached out to me and he's like, hey, you should do this. Um, I can send you out an NDA and, and show you how it works. And um, I'm like, yeah, fuck no. Uh, <laughs> and so I'm going to, with your blessing, give my really honest opinion. Do but it. I want to see it online. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're friends on Facebook, bro. I don't hate you for it. I'm like, I totally understand your point. And so it's mad that you say that because when I saw those posts, I was thinking, man, I should reach out to Chris and like, because I genuinely, whoever was on the Rick Lats crew, I agree. You would be very good at this. Like, I thought the exact same thing. I never got around to it, but then my deals have been changing with Judas. And mate, if you do want to try it, even just for fun, <laughs> I'm here, bro. Bro. <laughs> well, well, look, I haven't said anything about my opinion yet. Okay, yeah. Okay, so you won't be doing that, right? Okay. But no, no. <laughs> I would, um, I'll, I'm, I'm going to send you a message as soon as we're off this today, okay? <clears throat> uh, but I, I want to establish everyone in this group. I'd, I, I respect everyone here immensely. Um, Tom, hanging out with you in London and in <laughs> Brisbane, love. And so, and so here's, I'm Get not going to the, oh, you shit either. on him already. Hurry up. <laughs> so, for, okay. So for starters, uh, 
where, where to begin? I'll, I'll begin with you're more successful than me and you're over 10 years younger than me and you would have made so much more money than me and just provided, entertained more people than me. When it comes to making magic <laughs> online, you're literally the best in the world at it. So, and I, so I acknowledge all those things and I can say all oh, that shit, but the truth is you're, you're doing better than me. So that big tick, um, I, the issues that I take and you raised some really good points that I hadn't thought about are when magic's revealed or when it's not respected, because although we all have, um, so something that I also resonated with what you were saying is, you know, that Julius Dean gets a lot of hate, you know, online from magicians. And I smirked a little because like the naked magicians have had so much, we get so much shit from magicians like that. Are, I'm going to say under us. So like guys like David Copperfield, Chris Canner have been so supportive. Dynamo is so supportive. Uh, Darren Brown, Penitella, Pen all those guys have been amazing, but it's the, the fuckers that sit at home writing stuff on the phone while they're taking a shit. Yeah. They're the ones that write crap about us. And, uh, and I, I always say, I didn't make the show for them. I didn't, I'm not doing what I do to impress magicians. Um, and what I, what I do have, even though I'm in a, like an adult oriented show, I still have a deep love and respect for the art of magic. And Mike, the other naked magician and I, one thing we're most proud of is that we introduce magic to people that would never go to a magic show. Girls nights out, uh, the gay community and some cheeky couples as well. And as I listen to you today with an open mind, uh, I'm like, how many people are seeing, ma like when you say those numbers, I'm like, so many of those people had never seen a magic trick until that moment. <laughs> uh, and that's, that's the thing. If, when I think of people having issues with it, myself included, number one, they're, they're, Julius is really not likable in some of his older videos. You know, the ones that the whole world saw when he's on a beach or in the slums and all that stuff. There was just something about him that wasn't like, you know how everyone just wants to hug David Copperfield. He's so warm and loving and, and like a storyteller. No, well, trust me. He's sweaty and disgusting. No, I don't want to hug him. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. Bless him. Uh, Julius never had that. And uh, in my opinion, and, um, I agree. but I think maybe more than the revelation side, one of the things that people take issue with myself included is that I was going to say it's misused magic. It's, it's used instead of to entertain, to get attention, but then I'm totally disregarding the business side of show business. And you guys have <laughs> found a way to take magic, use it to entertain people, not in a way that misuses it, but just in a way that hasn't been used before. And that's, well, okay, we're not doing a live show. We're not doing street magic where I'm going to use the term sketch almost uh, for lack of a better description. Mm. But then you've got guys like uh, like Adam Trent that are faking, you know, soldiers reuniting with their family. And it's like, well, you, now you, you started, sorry, allegedly. And it's like, well, you started you know, as a magician with a love for magic, now you're hiring some fucker to pretend to be a soldier coming home. Like yeah. what? If allegedly. Cover himself from slander. <laughs> we, we, we obviously see what each of these other pages do. And when they first started doing these military things, I remember like, I was like, Oh, I don't know if that's within my moral compass. Cause we all have our own moral compass. Right. 
I tell you what, your moral compass, I promise you, would change, Chris, if you saw figures on a screen that said, just dress up as an army guy and you'll get this. No, it, no, 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 I think some things are to be patched. And in America, like, oh, yeah. it's literally a crime. It's called stolen valor, you know? Yeah, do, it, oh, yeah, it is. It's a federal offense. But, it was funny. Our team. Same in Australia. There's another, we do have multiple teams that make for us, and they have decided to do that, but that's out of my realms. But I do totally hear what you're saying. And do what? That is very much one of the main sort of like problematic problematic things because also we impersonate police officers. I've been I've been a police officer. I've been a fireman. I've been a medic. I've been a patient. I've been a masseuse. I've been a thief. I've been literally a, a dealer at a casino, a drug dealer. I've been a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh, and one of the main ones that is interesting is playing an army soldier. Is that okay now? I think it is okay, and I'll tell you why. Just be, even though I personally wouldn't do it. I can't tell why it's okay because all of these videos are just acting. We're just actors playing characters. It's the same way that it's not the same way that Tom Hanks plays Saving Private Ryan. I, of course not. But like these are all just forms of entertainment. And do you know what? There's even disclaimers in every single one of the videos. Judas's videos, Adam Trent's videos. I, I love Adam, by the way. He's such. He's a again. He's a lovely guy. But of course, it's a business, and you're playing a. Character. He's got an amazing brain for business and for creating unique takes on magic. His brain's incredible. Really, I've, tried, yeah, I've seen him live quite a few times. Sensational. And, yeah, amazing. Uh, but yeah, so in, in that way, like it just depends on how. It's funny. Like an actor can definitely play a soldier in uh, on tv but when it comes to social media it becomes a little bit more questionable because of course on social media we perceive stuff for some reason as everything is real but I, it's it's mental because we all know social media is fake we all know it's full of bull but for some reason we kid ourselves and every time we scroll through we go oh, no way just stop believe but the thing is that's the world the problem is with the world is and you can't change it everyone believes what's on social media is biblical there's even the fact that fake news travels six times faster than real news and you know it's really funny i just I feel like people like they just consume and consume and consume and do what as long as they're consuming, even though they've seen these fake videos, even though somewhere in their subconscious they should know it's fake. Um, people are gonna just always, always consume, and so as long as they're willing to consume, we're gonna just keep pumping that out and cre keep creating. Do you know, what you know what I mean? Like, so does that mean you could hire a child to play a terminally ill kid? <sighs> yeah. Depending on the depending on the context, I think it depends on the context. If it's, it's a, if it's a piece, if it's a recreation, or if it's telling a story, then I think it's okay. But we've actually done real life CCTV recreations where there was a uh, a I girlfriend, uh, which actually was based on a real CCTV, funny enough, of a girl girl that was like an abusive relationship, and she sent a note to like a waiter who then saw it, who then called the police and saved. And it was a real video, I believe, a fully real video, I believe. And so. We happily recreated that, despite it's being a girl being abused here, right? We happily recreated it, and you, we did it as like a form, like, and you could put it up. Obviously, there's a business side; it's all business. We're here trying to get as many views as possible. I'm sounding like an evil corporation <laughs> now. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. Then, within it, within it, you can also put the. Can you stick that up on the screen. That's yeah, yeah. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, but, but with it, you are you're also sharing awareness. And I tell you what, it will blow your mind. If you read through its comments, there's a hell of a lot of hate. But I tell you what, there's also a load of people. And if you, what you need to do to understand these videos, those army videos, instead of reading the comments where all the hate is, because that is where everyone, if someone hates a video, they comment. If they like a video, they share. So if you click on those shares and you read the comments on those shares, your whole perception of this Facebook game will change significantly. With the abuse of Girl 411, there's a lot of people saying fake awful but there's over like i think two hundred thousand shares of which people are going thank you so much this actually happened to my sister so guys everyone look out for things like this and 
it actually can, depends how you perceive it. You can see it as like, yes, we're monetizing off this. And so we're just doing it for the business. But I have, I feel certain within my 30 billion views, someone out there has learned something that's helped them. We do like videos where girls get spiked and then we are doing that to spread, like spread awareness. But obviously it's a very entertaining piece of entertainment. And do you know what? I don't see there's any better way to spread awareness if it, like that's what it was for than viral content because these videos are going super viral. There's no way to get it to see more people. So what you're saying with the terminally ill child, now that is a that is a dodgy, dodgy area, and I totally, totally believe that. But let's You said it's talk, just acting. But let's say it's just acting. It is there is well, they are. We're all we, we literally hire actors. That's that's what they're hired here to do. They're, they're hired to play characters that we're gonna tell them what to do. And so let's say, I don't know. Do it. Okay. I, I, okay. I probably wouldn't have a family child. Maybe we should. Maybe we shouldn't. Because we're talking well, about there, a hypothetical. There's, there's, there's different limits. There's, there's different moral compasses. I, I think it just depends on the context. If I could think of a, like a, a nice context, because we've done charity ones as well. Like people forget this. Like we've done a lot for charity. We just don't scream and shout about it. Like most social places. I actually told you it's not to. Funny enough, and like we've done a lot for. Funny enough, like a cancer charity, for example. And we talked like about it. We didn't play the character. Of, but we also did one for like a home where we had like, we played a character, which we got an old lady in funny enough. And she was getting like abused in like an old people's home. And that shit actually happens. That's real. And we've yeah, done it yeah, as a big CCTV and it went super viral. And like, like people like it spread awareness and it helps raise, like it, it, it's, it, there are good sides to it. Now the extreme, like it's taking two extremes, like going to the extreme level being like a sick child. It's like, okay, but like, what's the context? What's the story? Have you seen that as a video? If you have, then there are there are some bad ones out there. I do agree, but like it depends on the context. Hundred percent the context. If you're just doing a sick child, like I'm dying, please help. Like then maybe it's just a bit horrible. But there's a moral message there. Or if it's clear piece of entertainment, I, I, I don't depends. I don't see the problem. Like I, I say, I, we actually came up with, like we did like medical fake medical procedures, and I, I did things where we were like pulling like stuff out of our bodies and stuff, and which. <laughs> Is like technically someone that's not well in a way, but then it's entertaining, and it's, it's all to do, I think, on context. It's, I, I agree, like that you could do it by a case by case basis, such as the army one could annoy you, or someone paying someone in a wheelchair could annoy you, but it's just like comedy. I guess it could be sort of seen as subjective. There's literally seven hundred and I've done seven hundred and fifty of these videos. Yeah, that's a that's a good uh, that's a good way to put it. It's like comedy, right? So it's different different strokes for different folks. I mean, some people are going to watch it and hate it. Some people will watch it and take from it. There's a yeah, I like that. That's a good analogy. I like that one. And I, I actually believe you can like comedians can joke about anything as long as it's funny, which kind yeah. of gives mm. you know yeah, yeah it kind of changes your perspective argument. instantly, right? Like yeah, where it's like, well, sure. if. That makes a sense. Yeah, makes a lot of it's, sense. It's, it's sort of the same. It's like think how many magic tricks out there that are awful. It's like saying I hate magic because of the uh, coin magic. Coin magic. I really hate coin magic. I hate and magic. People- so I hate coin. Whereas actually, I've done seven hundred and fifty videos. I've never done a terminal ill child, and I personally never done a, a military person. But like, you can't say you hate all these types of videos because you've seen those have been used before to try and get views. And maybe don't agree with them. But then yeah. again, I also don't agree on I don't know selling products with black art that clearly can't be done in real life i don't know i it's like yeah it's, it's the same sort of thing you can't mm. like hate a whole subject because there's a lot there's a lot that goes into this social world and it's very easy to hate on it but actually there's a lot more going on i think and if, and if, if the thing that that grinds your uh, like really grinds you is these military videos then i tell you what if adam trent wasn't making them justin flom would make them if justin flom wasn't making them paul vu would make them if paul vu mm. would make them, 
legal, like legally blonde will make them. There's loads of pages. Someone will make them, and it's just like cigarettes. If you don't like them, don't consume them. Hopefully, they'll get yeah, out. Sure they just on a side note, I used to me, you know. Just so on a side win. note, I used to love Justin Flom. You know, so Justin nice. Flom's content mm. was amazing. I remember watching his YouTube channel and stuff, and I was like, this guy is fire. And then all of a sudden, he just started making these awful videos. I was like, no, what the hell? Happened? His backyard parties <laughs> videos were like the best. Yeah, oh, love it, man. He's, yeah, he's that was the best. amazing content. Yeah. The best. The absolute yeah. best. I mean, Tom, like shit his pants. <laughs> yeah. Straight into the worst content I've ever seen. Tom, a question oh. for you. You know, working on all of these these videos and stuff, what what has stopped you from being the the main character yourself and doing these yourself? Uh the you asset. seek validation, bro. I don't, I don't seek validation. <laughs> true, true. I, I don't have a form of narcissism where I want everyone to know my name. Like Trust me, like I say. Well, it's too late, bro. You've appeared on the Magic Guys, the number one podcast thing in the world. <laughs> um, but I, uh, to be honest with you, it's the asset. We built up this asset of the Judas Dean page with over 40 million followers on Facebook, uh, which has already been given. There's actually a lot. Of, I don't know how much I can say. There's a lot of little details. Uh, like when you uh, first start a page on Facebook, you, you, you don't earn money. You have to hit certain criteria to earn money, first of all. So first of all, it's a loss straight up to you get that. Uh, you then need to build the page, which means you need to make some connections with other Facebook pages because then to get onto the explore pages, you need to show high retention times. And then if you don't get that from the get-go, it, it's a mission to build a page. Like it's only because now Julius has been building his page for six years. So like mm, we've got wow. this aspect there. <clears throat> we've been building the YouTube and we're building the TikTok. It's um, There's no reason I couldn't go off and do it by myself. No reason, but it's a, uh, it's a big time investment. It's a big financial investment. And currently... Uh, I'm winning on those, and I don't want to be famous. Uh, well, I, I, if I am, then happy days. But I'm like these type of videos, like I say, they're not con- uh, personality driven. So it's the exact same thing. They're just seeing my face, but just on a different page. So would you say would you say that uh, these videos aren't what you want to be known for? <clears throat> no, I wouldn't say that. I, I'm not like I'm not like not proud of them. I'm, I'll be honest with you. We've accomplished stuff that no other people. We literally had Facebook call us and go, guys, <laughs> we've never wow. had these type of videos happen before. Like these type of like numbers. And we don't believe anyone could get more numbers than what you've got because we got five billion views in one month. That's, That's more insane. than like they New York Times, oh my God. Bible, Uni Lads, all of those combined still didn't even hit the views that we were. That's almost the for. entire population of the world in one month. It's a joke. It's a joke. And literally, like I say, Facebook, like we have never seen Facebook creators as good as you. Like we don't think you could beat these numbers. Is that like our analysts are saying like they just can't be beaten? You know, and so. It's not like I wouldn't want to be known for it because hell yeah, I want to be known for it. I want every business to go, hang on a sec. You're telling me you can put me in front of billions of people. I'm like, yes. Mm. If you give me any products, I promise you I'll sell way more than any marketer would ever will or get viewed by significantly more because That's I a powerful thing know to how to on the internet. I'm very good at it. And uh, trust me, there have been people interested. Uh, very interested. Um, because of course- may I give you a compliment, actually? There's a, the lady that you and I reconnected via she had a trick go viral with the scissors that went go through yes. her bra strap. My you, girlfriend. Is that your girlfriend? Yeah, she's an angel. That, 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 so it's not a creepy trick in that sense. So it's not that creepy because I did a version of that on Facebook, oh. and it went. It got fifty million views altogether. As soon as wow. I watched is her, that video, it? just like, fifty million. That's Tom Elderfield, <laughs> and yeah. it, it was I because I watched it and I'm like, this is beginning to end perfect. Yeah. No. And, <laughs> It's kind of off of what you do, The Naked Magician. I'm basically insinuating it's going to be a Naked Magician show, and it never is. Uh, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, it's a cut and restore bikini. So, it's the most know. just perfect bit of content. 
Yeah. Wow. It's, it like hooks people in straight away. I tell you what, if you see a gold cutting a bikini, you're watching. Uh, until the end, <laughs> three minutes, and you've watched through that. Can you get, a, can you get yeah. analytics on how much was a male audience? Just the... oh, do what we have yeah. a very high male audience on that. Trust me, I actually can't. Yeah. And, um, and the thing is that people watch through it, and you know what? Obviously, we want to stay monetized, so we can't get boobies out. So it's actually a great trick. It restores. It's a it's a basically a compass of bikini. So they waited ages, and then they see nothing apart from an amazing magic trick, which at that point is probably quite disappointing. <laughs> Oh, it was it gets, so it gets the views. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So before we before we wrap up, Tom, um, we, you mentioned off air you have some plans for releasing some products. Is that something you're looking to do this year? Or I'd love to. I think I may start working on it this year. I've, I've got loads of stuff that I want to put out, and I've got a load of ideas that I've been holding back because, of course, I've been doing this for a year and a half. It's kind of like mm. consumes me, and so. Um, the answer is yes, definitely, because of course I was working with Illusionist very closely, and we had a few things planned anyway. And uh, yes, I, I think yes. I don't think it'll be this year, if I'm being honest with you, because like I can say my schedule is pretty, it's pretty hectic. Uh, but I will definitely be putting some cool stuff out in the future, and it is cool. Like, I've got some like it's such a it's such a waste. It's just there, but I just I want to I do want to put it out. I will be putting stuff out. Yeah. I look forward to it, <clears throat> and I still, I, I, still I still can't believe out of all, after all of this, you're still only 24. I think that is just ridiculous. But um, you know, they say, man, some people got it, some people don't. I'm so yeah. proud to know you, Tom. I really am, and I hope it's like that for the rest of my life. Man, I want to come back to Oz. Do you want to do some uh, Facebook videos? Check, check, yeah, I'll do it. I think with Tom, like with Tom, yes. Wait, do you know what's funny? There's no reason that you couldn't do the Facebook videos, but do the content you want to see online. If you just knew the formula, abide by the formula, you could do your magic but be seen by hundreds of millions. That's what I'm saying. Let's not talk about it on the video anymore. Check check your Facebook. I'm going to need that formula. Thanks, Tom. So, guys, uh, look. Street magician, dude. That's uh, street underscore... That's right. Yeah. Look, all, all of Tom's links are below. I fixed uh, the Instagram handle as well. I little mistype on my part. But guys, you already know Tom, but now you know hopefully a lot more about him and what he's actually doing as a, as a full-time magician uh, behind the scenes. Thank you for so, shedding Tom, all your insights here too. It was absolutely, brilliant, man. Brilliant Thank you so much for, for, for coming on. Hopefully, we get May to see I you in person again soon. Fresh. Yeah, please. I just yeah. Something that I really liked about your story today, Tom, is that almost everything has not been an accident. I'm not discrediting your hard work, but all of your stories, uh, Mexico, Dynamo, uh, there was another one in there. It's literally there where opportunity a- meant, meant preparation, right? Well, yeah, but it, they were all, okay, you've got four hours. Okay, you've got six hours. Your parents are already in bed. All, all of those stories. Literally, it, it has been... I've been, I, do, yeah, I, I always say I've been very lucky, but then again, I think I created a lot of my own luck. I think if there's, if there's one thing I, mm. I think I'm good at is that I'm, uh, I, I guarantee if we ever work all t- uh, together, anyone or anyone watching, I promise you I'm very easy to work with. I'm reliable and I deliver. I do deliver. I don't wish to brag, but there's one thing I, I'm not like a, I, I don't like to take the piss at all. And I'm not got, this is, this is my ego side coming out. I don't have the biggest ego, but I do have an ego. I'm well aware of it, but I, I think I, I, I have delivered. There's a reason I get called back from every production company I've worked for. Like, there's a reason that when I did a, a sh- the first TV show ever, Magic Show for Vice, they called me back straight away to start doing some anti-smoking campaigns for them, which is like some of the things you put in that video. It's like the reason they called yeah. me back, I will de- deliver what you want. And I, I, I do. A, here's a great tip. Under-promise. Don't over-promise. Under-promise, over-deliver. It's like a classic. But it's mad how many magicians don't do that. 
it's ridiculous. I love that you're under promises. I could get you a couple million views. <laughs> but then it would get like 50 or 100. Yeah, yeah like that's your under promise. <laughs> yeah. Do you still keep um, a shoebox of, of ideas? I do. Bro, Can we see I've it? Still got, I've got yeah. multiple shoeboxes now. I've got that. Can you see one of the shoeboxes? Literally, and they're all like in storage at the moment. But like, I'm guaranteed, like, there were times I actually remember, oh, should I have a look through them? I looked through and I went, no idea what that does. No idea. It's also a bit of elastic there, but I'll work that out later. But yeah, I've got loads of like little gimmicky things lying around everywhere. It's, uh, it's I love that. <laughs> I love it. I still do magic. I still do magic. I have there a good question Josh, pull that comment up. What's that? Ah, oh, let me jump back to it. It's pretty obvious which one I'm talking about. Bob Possible over here. Boom. Christopher Wayne is a great villain. I hope he appears again in the future. I find myself agreeing with him a lot. All right, I get it, Bob. You hate to play some videos. Okay. Uh, it's kind of you to say, Bob. Well, it's cool. I think it's really good to be able to talk about all. And you've been so welcoming, Tom, just saying, if you love it or hate it, let me know so I can address it. We all got to mm. share ideas and exchange thoughts and stuff, and that's how that's how we progress as an industry. I hope. You know, there was a you know just on that note as well. There was this thing where uh, if you share your ideas with multiple people, people keep it to themselves. But it's like if you share your ideas, it means that if five people fail a hundred times and then they all share those failures together, that means there's five hundred failures instead of just the one hundred failures, which means everyone's learning faster and progressing forward faster. And what I'm trying to say is that this is the end of the podcast, but everyone, peace, love, and help each other out. Tom, thanks for being here. Thanks Josh. so much. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. It's time for us to disappear now. Disappear now. But we'll see you again on the next episode of The Magic Guys.